Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute here at Georgia State University. Lee, you ready for this thing? I am. I'm excited. I am, too. We're going to be here all day, and we're going to have a lot of fun. I can't think of a better way to kick it off than to visit with these three young ladies. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast. First up here, graduate program coordinator for the Georgia State University Institute for Biomedical Sciences, Miss Takia Johnson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, thank you. Well, Takiya, before we get too far into things, can you share a little bit about the Institute for Biomedical Sciences? How are you serving folks? Sure. So we're a new institute established in 2014 um, as part of Georgia State University's strategic goal to become one of the leading public research institutions uh, in Georgia um, that is addressing some of the world's busy, busy, biggest issues, um, specifically when it pertains to health. Uh, we have 13 faculty right now that bring in about $20 million of um, research funding, um, and they work on things like flu, Ebola, infant lung disease, and other diseases that affect people. Uh, and we're dedicated to advancing innovate, um, innovating biomedical research and ultimately improving human health. So now how does that play into the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute? Is there uh, an intersection between your work and entrepreneurship? Yeah, definitely. So I'm not, I don't have a, a science background. I actually come from a business background. And when I first learned about biomedical science and research in general, I just automatically thought about the scientists that are in the lab kind of doing. We're doing research. Exactly. Test tubes. And, exactly. And, and math. Right. And didn't really take into account how those discoveries eventually make it into a doctor's office mm -hmm. or make it to actually um, help people overcome some of the diseases that they are plagued with um, and there's a lot of commercialization that has to happen um, regular we think about regulatory affairs making sure that everything is regulated and, and keep, safe right insurance because there's a lot of regulations that change all the time so mm -hmm. you have to have somebody that is aware of those things um, also people in marketing departments making sure that the end product is actually going to make it to the end user and that's something that they want to actually use in their patients um, and then also thinking about people that explain complex science to um, garner additional um, money for donations and to help uh, further research um, in those ways. So, so then it's, uh, it's not just smart scientists locked in a basement somewhere doing smart science work, right? Exactly. There's a whole team around them to help commercialize it and to get it out so that it can help mankind. Exactly, exactly. So now... Um, this must be very rewarding work for you. Definitely, because um, I, I get to have a, a huge part in recruiting some of the world's next scientists, which I think is extremely, it's fun. Uh, I get to um, speak to a bunch of different students that might not have a huge interest in specifically science, but they have um, a general interest in science, and then they might find interest in, in other areas of commercializations that have um, relation to science. So. So how does a, a young student that's out there get on your radar? Like, how do you 
find them to recruit? Generally, we attend um, grad fairs, undergraduate research conferences, anywhere that uh, students are uh, presenting their work or uh, have an interest or showing an interest in moving forward in their education. So that's generally those are the areas that I target. Now, how, what are some tips to help them catch your eye? Uh, I would say definitely be a strong student in general. Even if you don't have a background in science, your coursework is going to be important. So well-rounded is Exactly. Important. Good coursework. Somebody that has uh, maybe volunteer or work experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that has people that are going to vouch for them in terms of their ability to be successful in graduate programs or, or um, biomedical um, science in general. Now, are there opportunities um, for people that are just curious about uh, biomedical? Like, is there internships or ways to kind of help out or be around the program without being an actual student in the program? Yeah, so um, right now we don't have any specific opportunities outside of being a student, um, but as a student, it's a exploratory program in the fact that a lot of students enter the program not necessarily 100% sure which direction they want to go in biomedical science. So um, we spend a lot of time bringing in C-suite level executives to come and talk to the students about maybe positions they've never heard about before. And then so over these th- could be like people in pharmaceutical companies. Definitely. Is that a lot of the work is done around pharmaceutical? Yeah. So we have some um, biopharmaceutical companies, biotech. We have some people that are in startups. Um, we've had um, a, a attorney come in as well uh, from different areas um, in terms of business and um science because uh, at some point some of the work you patent it right or license it and so there's a lot of legal ramifications there but is that an area where a professor can financially benefit if their thing goes to market I'm not sure how that works in terms of a public institution and commercializing, but definitely if we were in a in the private private sector, um, if you come up with a, a patent, a, a virus or something like right. that, you want to patent it because that could be essentially used in thousands of different drugs right. going forward and based off of your specific um, discovery. So that is a huge part of biomedical sciences as well. So now, who'd you bring with you today? So I brought with me current student, Amani, and then also we have um, an alumni, Annika. Great. Welcome. Well, Amani, why don't you share a little bit, uh, Amani Mallory, uh, why don't you share a little bit about your experience so far? What what grade are you in? I'm a first-year master's student. First-year master's student. Yes. So you already went through your undergraduate? I went through my undergrad here at Georgia State. I got an undergraduate degree in biology in May 2018. Okay. So then now this is... This is getting into the real stuff now, right? This, yeah, are you going to get your PhD? Is that the path I'm normally? Considering my PhD right now, actually uh, being in the program helped me uh, see a lot of different areas that I want to go into, and I'm considering a PhD as a next step. So now when you went through uh, to be a biology major, did you aim at this to get into biomedical? You knew that you were going to get a master's at some point? I didn't know I was going to get a master's, actually. Uh, I found well I knew about the program when I got to Georgia State in 2016 it was being advertised and in May 2018 the month that I graduated the beginning of that month I decided to apply so the, the like the very the end of the month the last <laughs> second yeah wow yeah but I wanted to get into uh, microbiology I work for the CDC and mm-hmm. infectious diseases stuff like that so now um, so when you heard about it you 
pulled the trigger pretty quickly. Really fast. So I signed up for a GRE the day before the test. No studying. Took the test wow. the next day. Like oh, had to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. You know, can I get a recommendation? Like everything was last minute. And then, so you got into the program. I got into the program. And how has it been so far? It's been amazing. Like I, I've been exposed to a lot of different areas of like uh, the science field or even outside of it. I didn't know existed. So we take classes in the law school, and that was one of my favorites. Never do I like. Never knew I would like law. Um, we have a class at a pharmaceutical company, UCB in Smyrna, and I love that we get exposed to every aspect of the pharmaceutical business. It's just so uh, multidisciplinary, and I love that about it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's one of the great things that Georgia State does is they create those partnerships with the actual businesses. So then Mm -hmm. it's not a theoretical of what life would be like in a place and you imagine it a certain way. You're actually in the place Mm -hmm. and you could talk to the people and you can see really what happens. Yeah, I can. Does that help you kind of firm up like, okay, I like this part of it. I don't like this part and I'm going to aim more in this area. It does. So when I first started the program in fall, we had a speaker come and he was a regulatory affairs specialist and I thought that I loved it but I got to UCB and I was exposed to more of the regulatory affairs and like uh, uh, all the details that go into it and I decided it's definitely not for me I like compliance and ethics now you know but I think being exposed to so many different people lets me like and the different areas of what they do and like the whole culmination of it lets me figure out do I really like this do I not like this right so now, if if there was a student, I guess, in high school or undergraduate, what type of student do you think should get involved in this program? Someone who, first of all, like science, has a passion for science. Someone who maybe wants to make money because it's an entrepreneurial aspect. Someone who might be very innovative and wants to invent something and market it or know the whole process of how to market it, get it out, the regulatory affairs that go along with it, how to be compliant with laws and ethics. Someone who wants to do science but doesn't want to strictly be in a lab doing science now um i would imagine for somebody who can decide to do this at the last minute and take a gre and pass and get involved that quickly you had a lot of choices of which programs to get into so i had looked at a lot of programs but i I only applied to the georgia state one i was um, looking at a lot of public health programs and i was going to plan to apply in december for the next season or the next semester because it was the last minute and i was glad this deadline was very late in may but yeah most of my ideas are public health so i looked at harvard's public health school i looked at georgia state's public health school and i still get the emails from all the ones that i was open Mm -hmm. to applications to but yeah those are my options so then why did you pick this like what was the just because you you lived here and you're already kind of used to it it was very convenient that i already lived here but i chose this one because in the description it says business law and science and i thought like i would never put those three things together i knew you know they probably did tie in together somewhere but i never thought i'd be able to have like a part in all three areas of that Mm -hmm. and i wanted to get exposed to it and then so far they've kept their word you have been exposed to all of that yeah now in your um educational life did you have you seen like we do a lot of work at business radio x with uh, the group women in technology Mm -hmm. and in a lot of the stem careers there's not a lot of women is that the way that it is in the sciences are there did you find that as you were getting deeper and deeper into the sciences there's less and less women coming along with you i don't think so i think that there are tons of women in my program right now our year is all is four girls all women um a lot of my professors the phds and doctors they've been women Mm -hmm. 
I've seen more women than men so far. So that's great. Yeah, I'm not seeing the disparity yet. Right. So in technology, for some reason, it's mostly men. But in the sciences, you're saying it's mostly women that you've seen. The, that, that I've seen, one. yeah. And uh, so was that the same like when you were in high school and you were good at science? Were there mostly girls good in science as well? Honestly, yeah, I took a lot of AP science classes and I, I did a dual enrollment. Um, so I was on a college campus living there like when I was like 16 in 10th grade, 11th grade. And it was almost all girls. If it wasn't all girls, it would be 50-50. And I think that I had just as many male professors as I had female professors or people pursuing science. So it was like around 50-50. That's great. That's yeah. very encouraging. So now what's been your favorite part so far? My favorite part so far has... Besides the radio show thing. Cause <laughs> they're not going to let you do this at Harvard. <laughs> I think it's been the law class. And we had a class called Business Aspects of Translational Medicine. And that was one of my favorites, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So uh, how do you see this progressing? What's next on your to-do list? So after the program? Yeah. After the program, I would like if I don't get a job or I want to get a job, uh, if I don't find something that I like to do or something that I want to pursue for the rest of my life, hopefully, mm -hmm. PhD would be the next step. And I'm looking at a program which it starts as a master's in pharmaceutical science for two years. And then if I maintain a 3.5 in that, I'll go directly into medical school. So what, are you going to bet on yourself to have over a 3.5? Definitely. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> no yeah. problem. Good stuff, Amani. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. All right, Takia, who else you got with you? So we have Annika, who is an alumni. She graduated this past fall. Welcome, Annika. Good morning. So what's new with you? How's your day been? Uh, <laughs> it's really cold outside today. <laughs> I right. must say that. I was walking here from the um, MARTA station. It was like a three minutes walk mm -hmm. at tops, and I felt like my face was falling off. Literally. That's right. It's, <laughs> it's March. It's not supposed to be this cold. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your experience um, with the biomedical enterprise. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to first start with how I got here. Okay. Um, so it's a bit interesting because I had a transition. My undergraduate degree was in physics, and I did start graduate school in physics, and I was working in a biophysics lab. Was working, that here at Georgia State? Or uh, you were that was at Emory. Uh -huh. um, so I was working with antibiotics and uh, different strains of um, E. coli, how they reacted to those antibiotics. And um, my interest started to shift, and I was more interested in uh, healthcare. But this time, I wanted to work as an industry professional, um, not in academia. So yeah, I was um, searching for a program that would like help me to get there. And then I came across um, the Master of Interdisciplinary Studies in Biomedical Enterprise. So I found, like from the description, it's an excellent blend of science, law, and business. Um, and uh, and that's kind of unusual, right? Yeah. I think it's a fairly new conception. I don't think there are many programs like this um, across the whole country. So um, I started talking um, to uh, their uh, program coordinator back then and also to Professor um, Dr. Denning. And I got to know more about the program. I applied and I got in. So... My goal, uh, back then I really wanted to step into quality control uh, and uh, ethics and compliance in pharma industry. And I found out that there's a great chance of um, 
going to that direction uh being this program so yeah that's how i got here well tell me where the ethics comes into play how how do you get a, a specialty in ethics um they so teach you ethics <laughs> it's not exactly like mm. that so ethics and compliance it's a whole department in uh, every um, pharmaceutical company they actually they work as partners they help the company to um, abide by all the laws and necessary regulations so that it helps both the company and also the healthcare industry in general so that they can successfully bring their product into market without any but uh, from problems. an ethics standpoint that's the company deciding that this this path is ethical uh, there or is are this the government decides that okay let's not get it a drug in this area. <laughs> uh, I think it's a blend. There are both laws from sp uh, company-specific rules, but the most the most important laws that every company should abide by are set by the government or the other authorities. Mm -hmm. You have to. And then, oh. so uh, this was you said, okay, I'm going to go down this path. Now, did the program help you in terms of getting actual practical experience, or was yeah. it all just smart professors just? talking about hypothetical situations. That's also interesting because I was already interested a bit in quality control. Then I got into this program and Amani mentioned one course, business aspects of translational medicine. We had different uh, people from uh, different companies in the health associated with the healthcare industry who came and talked to us about their respective companies and their fields. That's why I first, uh, uh, that's where I was first introduced to Dr. Levin from UCB. And we had another course at UCB the following semester, uh, which was amazing, actually. I think this is one of the key um, attractions of this whole program. They took us to over to that uh, their campus, the UCB campus in Atlanta, in Smyrna, actually. And, they, and there we had, like, uh, seminars every week. And uh, different he their heads from different departments, they came and talked to us. And that's where I met the head of ethics and compliance in UCB over there. We heard from her and I, my interest was even, I should say, nourished or triggered and I wanted to work. And the following summer I had an internship over there and I shadowed uh, a person in the ethics and compliance to learn more about what they do. And yeah, so the company, yeah, so the program, yeah, it helped me too. And then, but this, and that was you being proactive to go and introduce yourself. Right, uh -huh. that's a good tip for students, right? Of to course. not just sit there and listen <laughs> and leave, right? You went out and you met the people. And the internship, you mean? Well, you, before the internship, you heard them speak. You got to visit the facility. Oh uh, yeah, that was a course. Yeah, and right. we all went there. And I, I, yeah, I would suggest everyone to be a bit proactive when they were they are looking for a job, especially when they're networking. Right. Um, because when I was doing an internship over there, it was not a very long internship, it was just the summer. So I did have my own personal project that was a research review project, but I, I uh, did introduce myself to different people over there and talk so that I can build a connection for well, future. Right, because you never know. Right? And I did uh, go back to talk to them again after my graduation. It's really helpful. Uh, and then should. were you, when you were uh, uh, in the program here, were you a graduate research assistant, or when did that come into play? Uh, yeah, the whole time, right after I joined, I worked as a graduate research assistant in a biology lab in the IBMS. 
It was a terrific experience, I must say. So what is, like, what's the day-to-day life of a graduate research assistant? Uh, what are some of the things you do? So um, since the program is uh, only uh, four semesters, I did not have my own individual projects, but I worked on different projects with my mentor. Uh, I helped her, and uh, since my background is, is in physics, I and this time I worked in a biology lab, I learned uh, quite a, f- a few new techniques. And it was really enjoyable because she was really helpful and she guided me all along the way. She explained everything really well and it was amazing too. Yeah. And then you're doing hands-on actual stuff, right? Yes, you do hands-on experiment. And it's uh, the labs are really cool, <laughs> I must say. They have many um, cool machines and yeah. So, so now, uh, d- do you think that that's typical of anybody who goes in this program in other colleges? Or do you think this is unusual, this level of practical experience and also Mm -hmm. networking with executives and high-level people? Mm. So about the lab experience, first of all, I I can't say accurately because I haven't been in those places. But um, the lab experiences should be about the same because, um, I mean, labs are all around the uh, world in all the institutes, but I would really like to emphasize on the um, industry introduction and experience that I got from this program because one thing that I learned is that networking is key when you're looking for a job, right. and this program really gave me a head start into that networking. And that's a important sure. lesson for the students, right? That, that mm-hmm. just because you graduate with a degree doesn't mean that the job's sitting there waiting for you, right? right? The work, right. the, your work has now begun. Right, <laughs> right. So after graduation is just starting. Right. So Takia, now how how does Georgia State help the student uh, kind of navigate that? Because a lot of people think that, you know, um, I got the degree now. Well, I'll just wait by the phone. Yeah. And then someone will call me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think because our programs are still pretty pretty small, they have a lot of direct um, contact with our di- director of graduate studies, who is really awesome at asking specific questions about what their interests are and kind of directing them on the path of and providing suggestions on ways that they could get into the areas that they've expressed that they had interest in. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a huge um, plus to the program that a lot of other programs don't offer. And then this interdisciplinary studies is a... That's a new thing. Right. Yes. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So interdisciplinary studies degree, um, that basically just means that it's offered jointly between um, the Institute for Biomedical Sciences, the College of Law, and the Entrepreneurship Institute. So it's not just offered through... um, One of those. Exactly. And in terms of being like a master of science or master of education, something like that is interdisciplinary. So then who are some of the people that should consider that? Um, in terms of students that are recruiting. So any student that has, I would say, any interest in any one of those areas, um, and then even minor interest in science. So if you have an interest in law, one um, example that I can say is we have another um, alumni student who graduated this past fall. Her name's Devin. So she started the program and actually had an interest in becoming a pharmacy technician, um, a, a pharmacist. Uh, after kind of exploring in the program, she's actually applying to law schools right now. So her interest in science kind of brought her into the program where we were kind of able to help her explore 
other avenues. So anybody who has a general interest in science, um, even if your interest is stronger in entrepreneurship or even on the law side, just any general interest would be good. And then, uh, but you don't have to be like super hardcore science. No. So the program doesn't include any super hardcore science courses. So they take um, experimental approaches, which they learn some of the state-of-the-art techniques in biomedical science. And then they also take another course called disease models, where they learn about some of the, the models used to examine human health diseases. And those are the two main courses that are going to be considered super sciencey. Otherwise, they take law courses, they take business courses that are related to biomedical science. Now, Amani, did you take those courses? Or you're... I did. I took those courses. And they're easy. Like, like I could pass it maybe. Uh, <laughs> if you put the work in, you can pass it, yeah. So in the disease models course, we have a presentation every Friday. So we'll be given a disease in a specific area of the body. So like, for example, this week Friday is neurological diseases. So I have to present on multiple sclerosis. Mm. And then after that, the PhD students, that's the master's students, the PhD students come in and present every single model. So like a rat, a mouse, a non-human primate, and uh, the way they apply those to the diseases. So... It's not easy, easy, but it's not it's not awful. <laughs> That's right. So now, Takia, what do you need more of? How can we help you? So we definitely need more students um, in other areas that are that have interest in science that come from other areas. So we've just started to kind of attract some of the business students and then some of the law students, and um, just one of people. I think a lot of people are intimidated by the name biomedical enterprise. Uh, it's a scary word. Definitely. And being a person from a business background, I definitely understand that. But come and talk to me. I can, if, if you give me an idea of what you think you might want to do, I can probably tell you how that would translate into a biomedical enterprise degree. And then Amani, how can we help you? What are you looking for? Internships? Job? You're you're right in the middle of this, so yeah. Uh, right now, we are looking for, or I am looking for internships for the fall. I mean, not for the, for the summertime. Um, hopefully, they carry over into the fall. Uh, CDC connections would be great. CDC. Public health connections. That's the kind of thing I'm looking for right now. And Annika, how can we help you? Uh, yeah, same. So I'm looking for a job right job. now All since right. I graduated like recently, in December. Um, so and where's your dream place you'd like to work? Uh, yeah, so since I'm interested in ethics, compliance, and regulatory, a dream place would definitely be FDA. The FDA? <laughs> Someday. So like, you'd have to go to Washington, D.C., or where, where's the FDA? Uh, or they have FDA yeah. everywhere? Uh, the head office is there, but there is a, a, a location in Atlanta as well. But that's actually, for me, uh, a long way down the road. Right now, I'm looking at pharma companies mm -hmm. because... To be able to work at FDA, you have to start at, at the pharma and, yeah, and, and get the gain experience the experiences there. and then you can. Now, are there a lot of pharma companies in Atlanta? Are we a good pharma city? Actually, yes. So um, Georgia Bio and the Georgia Research Alliance are two, um, two companies mm -hmm. that kind of bring all of the biomedical science companies, biopharma companies into like one one um, area where they're able to network and share experiences, especially with our students. Mm -hmm. We suggest that they go over to their career panels and they have different networking events and things like that. So definitely Atlanta is a huge, well, becoming a larger um, biomedical science area. What a fantastic and fascinating area of study. C keep up the good work. We, we need this. And, and I think Business Radio X has stumbled into a new service, Radio Resume. 
We should record. We should we should have them record what they want to do, their background, why they want to do it, and then we should should send this these audio files to FDA or wherever they want to go. So it's a good business idea for us, well, right? I noticed you weren't chiming in about your kid. She's in the middle of all this, isn't she? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, well. My wife says that she majored in bioterrorism. <laughs> my daughter likes to tell her it's bioterrorism defense. Uh, but yeah, my oldest is very you know works with the cleared for weird you know she's got the security <laughs> clearance and all that jazz and uh but no she has a very fruitful and rewarding career in that uh in that bioterrorism arena and she's up in she's up in dc okay cool. now is that does biomedical touch that as well so i was just thinking mm -hmm. as you were talking i think it probably does so i'm yeah. working on now kind of like etching out some of the careers that can be associated with um, biosecurity. So, yeah, ah. definitely. Well, and she made more money last week than I made last year. So, I mean, it's a very <laughs> lucrative career, I think. <laughs> right. So, Takiya, if somebody wanted to learn more about the program, what's the coordinates to get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can send me an email at biomedgrad, B-O-B-I-O-M-E-D-G-R-A-D, grad at gsu.edu. And then is there a website for the program? Yes, yeah, so it's biomedical.gsu.edu. All right. Well, thank you all for being part of the show today and sharing your story. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. We will be back in a few from the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute here at Georgia State University. <laughs>